Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Sandra Merrick continues her challenge against the criminal counts in her case. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, as you know, Matt, we recently went before the Superior Court of San Francisco County judge, his name is Harry Jacobs, asking that Sandra Merrick's case be dismissed and the remaining criminal counts against her be dropped. And he denied that. Yeah, he denied it at the very end of December. And uh, this case now will go up on appeal. So the case is uh, this never-ending uh, saga of Sandra Merrick continuing mm -hmm. to fight, frankly, just for freedom and for the right to engage in First Amendment expression. Uh, this case was actually brought by the former Attorney General, Xavier Becerra. He now is the Secretary of Health and Human Services in the Biden administration. It was initiated before mm -hmm. him by the current vice president and Kamala Harris. She's the one who began this process and then Becerra actually brought the charges when he took her place and she became a United States senator. I mean, you remember when she found out about the videos that David Daleiden and Sandra Merritt had produced clearly exposing that Planned Parenthood is trafficking aborted baby body parts. She sent her little uh, comrade over there to to go into his apartment, take all of his uh, electronic equipment, and uh, that's where it all began. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, Harris went, to, they sent uh, people to David Delighton's apartment mm -hmm. and confiscated all of his electronics and his videos so that no more videos could be released to the public. They didn't want anybody to see what was going on. They didn't want the on. truth to be revealed. They didn't want the truth her. to be revealed, exactly. So these counts originally 15, we've now gotten them whittled down to eight, but most recently we asked the judge presiding in the criminal case to dismiss the remaining eight counts. Why? Because in a case at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, although that's in the federal court, and this case right now with the criminal case is in the state court, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in a federal case out of the state of Oregon in the case of Project Veritas versus Schmid, uh, that uh, court ultimately found that the state's ban on surreptitious recordings of conversations is a content-based restriction that violates the First Amendment right to free speech and therefore is invalid. The three-judge panel reversed the district court's dismissal of a complaint challenging as unconstitutional a restriction of protected speech. The section of the Oregon statutes generally prohibits unannounced recordings of conversations subject to several exceptions. In the uh, decision, Judge Jacobs wrote, however, as we presented this evidence to the state court judge and said, essentially, look, the Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, that also governs California, by the way, in any kind of federal case, ruled that a virtually identical law from a sister state, mm -hmm. Oregon, violates the First Amendment. And so it is that same law in California that is the basis for these criminal charges. So like the uh, court ruled in the Oregon statute, uh, 
So the court should rule here in the California statute. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. And David and Sandra did nothing wrong in their procedures of of getting these uh, people on tape. You know, but we're talking about, number one, we're talking about abortion. And number two, you're talking about politicians that are receiving a lot of money from Planned Parenthood. So I believe they're using the courts here to weaponize this and Sandra continues to fight against something which seems very clear. She did nothing wrong. She followed the law. Yeah, in his decision, Judge Jacobs in the state court criminal case wrote that California's recording law is constitutional, but different from Oregon's ban on surreptitious recordings of conversations. Frankly, if you compare these two laws together, they're virtually identical. And based upon that virtually identical language, how they operate and how they're written, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals found that these um, particular, that law in Oregon violated the Mm -hmm. First Amendment. And if you read this judge's decision, it appears that he tried very hard to try to justify his decision. Well, for example, you know, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in the Project Veritas case, they said that it is a content-based restriction on free speech, and it violates the First Amendment. And it's content-based because you have to determine whether or not, one of the exceptions would be, is the conversation confidential? Well, how would you determine whether the conversation is confidential? If it's in a public place it's or not? It's based upon what is being said. Yeah. And it's the content, and it's how it's being said. So in the Ninth Circuit case, the court ruled that It is a content-based restriction, and that the state did not have a compelling interest to justify that restriction on speech, and therefore, it is invalid. But Sandra did all this in public places where people could hear. Yeah, Sandra, you know, either way, whether the law stays or whether it is unconstitutional, I think it's unconstitutional. And I think at the end of the day, that's the best, or that's certainly one of the the, uh, arguments that we'll continue to press. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's other arguments as well, and that is... Sandra didn't violate even the law, as unconstitutional as it is. She didn't violate the law. And they were very careful to do their research before they took on this project. Yeah, before Sandra even contacted us, we didn't even know Sandra. She had gone to other attorneys and gotten uh, advice, along with David Delayden, uh, regarding um, the state of the law in California. Mm-hmm. What does the law say regarding recordings? Well, California has a law. It's one of the minority states There's only about a handful of states in the whole country that have a law like California. And that law basically says that in order to record a conversation, you need both parties' consent, person who's recording, person who's being recorded, Uh, unless there are certain different kinds of things that occur, certain exceptions. Mm -hmm. And one of those is if the conversation is not intended to be confidential and conversations that are obviously in the presence of other people conversations that are obviously from the content of how it's being discussed, where it's being discussed, how it's being discussed, uh, those kinds of conversations that are not expected to be confidential, those are not protected by this two-party consent. And so one party can actually record you. So they made very clear not to have a conversation that's recorded in any place that would be considered confidential. So there's no meetings, no recordings in private office rooms, in private rooms, in homes, uh, or hotel rooms. They're all in very high-traffic public 
places, including one of them was in an elevator with other people that are not part of the conversation in that same elevator. Right. And they had others like in a restaurant, a busy restaurant where you have servers and people going back and forth. They had other ones at these abortion conferences where there were a lot of people around. So there's no secrecy going on here at all. Well, and the other thing is when you actually watch these videos, it's very clear that the people, uh, whether it's Dr. Nukatola, who altered abortion procedures to get a more intact baby body parts, so that could be sold at a higher price to the ultimate purchaser, or whether it's the uh, I want a Lamborghini doctor who said she wanted a Lamborghini, uh, that doctor, all the others, they were actually proud of what they were doing. So they were not interested in having their conversations confidential. They didn't care if other people heard them talking because uh, they have become so callous Very to jaded, killing yeah. babies and taking their body parts mm -hmm. that they would shout it from the rooftop. It was only after the litigation happened that they came up with this idea that they didn't want these conversations to get out. What happened really is they were happy to share information. There was no hesitation. They would speak uh, very clearly and openly when waiters were coming to deliver or pick up food or interact with them. They didn't, you know, lower their voice. They didn't stop the conversation. They continued. But after the lawsuit happened, and then they realized that there was this backlash against uh, what was happening, this huge public uh, response to this brutality that was depicted on these videos of what they were doing. That's when they filed suit. That's when the criminal case happened. And that's when they changed their idea to say, oh, well, these are all were intended to be confidential conversations. Right. And not to admit, what they are actually doing and Planned Parenthood is actually doing is illegal. <laughs> well, you know, they're they're taking like the Dr. Nukatola. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's illegal to intentionally alter the abortion procedure that makes it more risky to the mother in order to do an abortion. Right. And Nukatola said exactly that's what she was doing in order right. to get more intact baby body parts. I'm proud of it. Continue to pray for this case because it is not over. We're still going up through the appeal and then eventually to trial. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash Sandra. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.